Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. That's how it would play out. Yeah. He's a pan... He's uh, a patsy. patsy. Yeah, there you go. a patsy, patsy see? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to go to this... <laughs> This little report that uh, Red Sox writer for the Globe, Julian McWilliams, wrote up. One of these cases of being in the right place at the right time. So apparently late, late, late Wednesday night. This was night, gripping, by the way. Everybody. This. this whole thing, yeah. So they were at San, he was at San Diego International Airport, and he happened to be at the Sky Club, the Delta Sky Club, where a bunch of the Red Not bragging, Sox just saying, front yeah. office yeah. personnel were, including Heim Bloom, and he observed... Heim Bloom, look at his phone, see the information in real time that Xander Bogarts had signed this 11-year deal with the Padres, and so he wrote about it. He wrote, uh, appearing out of sorts, trying to wrap his mind around the idea that Bogarts would be a Padre, Bloom needed some time to gather his thoughts. Give me a minute, Bloom said. I guess. All right, that's scary. That's Megan Ottolini with uh, Christian Arcan and Christian Fourier in our afternoon drive show here at WEI talking about an encounter that Julian McWilliams of the Globe had in the aftermath of Xander Bogart signing his 11-year, $280 million contract with the San Diego Padres in a free agent market that he should have never been in. But what's the big takeaway there? I mean, Coop, you're listening to that, that Bloom needed he He, he was surprised. There were there were multiple other teams that were ahead of like the Red Sox, 100%. like included with like the the Padres there. Yeah. So if you're unwilling to touch two hundred million, and you have this back and forth the entire time, where Xander keeps telling you like, "Hey, this is what a team is giving me. Mm-hmm. I would like to be in Boston. Mm-hmm. Please do your best to try and match it." Yeah. And if you're saying I'm not going to come close to two hundred million, he's telling you another team is giving you way over that. How are you shocked? How are you shocked? That's, I don't understand. That. That's the question of the night. There's, there's multiple questions. And, and it, it drives more questions for me. First of all, my question is, why is Haim Bloom the general manager of the Red Sox? How about that for a question? And I know why he was brought in after Dave Dombrowski won the World Series. He made all the right moves. You won 108 games in 2018. You won the World Series. Now, you signed David Price to a big, fat $217 million contract that was stupid. Now, it worked in 18, and it only worked in 18. Don't come calling me at 617-779-7937 and espousing praise on David Price, okay? 
He was an abject failure, except for a, a half-decent run against the Astros, and then he got it together against the Dodgers. Thank you. But everything he ever did before that was terrible. Didn't really help them get there. No, he didn't help them get there. He got lucky against the—he went like five and a third against the Astros and just did enough to not take an L, and then he got it together. But and by the way, they had to bring on all these other— Big names like pitchers yeah, because poor, he couldn't get it done in right. 2016 or 2017. Yeah, right, and Porcello saved his bacon in 18 in that same game out of the bullpen. But anyway, uh, a dead horse Rolodex again. But so the question I have is, okay, John Henry wins. He wins his fourth World Series as owner of the Red Sox. I got to get I got to get out of the luxury tax. We got to get someone who knows how to keep us competitive and get the payroll down. So he takes the protege from uh, Andrew Friedman, high and Bloom, highly regarded at the time probably the right guy for that mission but what's happened since then who has he refilled the funnel with here's the list of people he's brought in for the losses of Mookie Betts Xander Bogarts Andrew Benintendi JD Martinez will soon be gone Christian Vasquez Hunter Renfro Kyle Schwarber Alex Verdugo who I like not an all-star but I like him Jeter Downs who's a pinch runner with I think it looks like pinch runner upside Connor Wong who's a third string catcher Franchi Cordero, who's a bust. Josh Winkowski. Grant Gambrell. Tell me who he is. Louis De La Rosa and the infamous Freddy Valdez. I mean, come on. What are we doing? So you bring in a guy like Bloom. He's supposed to be the one that can move out the big assets when it's time. By the way, most of those guys, it wasn't time. All right? So factor that in. Throw that in there. But if you're going to move off of these guys, the yield is important. So he's done a terrible job keeping the core that he inherited that won a World Series. He's done a terrible job building up that core. The one good stroke he made was Kyle Schwarber, who came three weeks late and bailed you out and got you to the ALCS for a deep playoff run, and then you let him go to Philadelphia for four years and $69 million. And Schwarber admittedly, like, that was a huge gamble. You were picking up someone that was injured from the Nationals. Yeah. And you weren't even sure if he could come back being his full self. Like, that was a massive gamble. Yeah, and he couldn't play first base. He learned here. He learned here with a, with a bad groin and a bad hamstring, whatever it was that he had. I saw him taking grounders at Fenway. You know, it was, it was like spring training for him at first base. So you had a giant hole at first base. You needed power. And you needed power desperately before the trade deadline, before July 31st, 2021. He wasn't available to you for three weeks. They just hung around. Just enough. So, so Schwarber bailed Bloom out then. He went to the discount dollar store, and Schwarber bailed him out. And how did he repay him? He didn't even make a phone call. Kyle Schwarber told Rob Bradford on the App Broadfield podcast, he goes, did Bloom or the Red Sox ever contact you? And he said no. And he ends up signing for the Philadelphia Phillies with Dombrowski for less than $20 million a year for four years, which is a short contract. And he ends up breaking the record for home runs by a leadoff hitter. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And that's his best stroke, folks. That's his best stroke. 617-779-7937. My other issues with Bloom are, if you are hardwired to be the way that you are, then be the way that you are. He's half pregnant. I mean, look at this. The same day they lose Bogarts, they sign Masataka Yoshida to a five-year contract with a $15 million posting fee and a contract that's over $90 million. You signed Tre- Trevor Story to six years, $150-plus million last year when you're, when you're coming into a contract year for Xander Bogarts. 
You signed Kenley Jansen for a two-year contract. I, I like that one. We'll see. I, I think he's more at the stage of his career where you're going to get Craig Kimball production, so it's not like you're getting a young closer. And it's better than Barnes. It's, well, it's better, better than, than Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. Like that, you, this entire season, the thing that was missing was that bullpen. There were so many questions around terrible. it, and you had no one you could rely on to finish up Who's problems? Whose fault is that? He had the whole offseason to fortify that bullpen. He did nothing. That's why they lost the ALCS last year. The, nothing in was tackled. Right, yeah. right. And so you had a glaring issue in the bullpen. You had a glaring dearth of power before Schwarber got here. Okay? Those are two major issues. You had a glaring hole at first base. So fast forward to the 2022 offseason. They did nothing to fortify the bullpen. You lost Kyle Schwarber for very reasonable money for four years and less than $20 million a year. And you never filled the hole at first base until you got lucky and you picked up Eric Hosmer on a value, wait for it, on a value at the trade deadline. And you watch Bobby Dahlbeck sit there and strike out. He and Franchi Cordero like were record-breaking strikeouts in, from June, July, um, and, until they got Hosmer. It was, it was just terrible. They hung on to him too long. So where are your instincts? Your instincts are to trade Andrew Benintendi and get Franchi Cordero. Your instincts are to not get a first baseman after watching Bobby Dahlbeck strike out for four months. Your instincts are to not fortify a bullpen with talented arms after the bullpen is what caused you to lose in the ALCS, as Coop just correctly pointed out. Your instincts for a team that desperately needed power was to let one walk for less than $80 million over four years. And Kyle Schwarber, who, by the way, immersed himself into this fan base like no one else you'd ever seen. Kyle and Waltham, as Steve Peralt of, uh, of Odyssey and Barstool Sports famously called him. Kyle and Waltham. He fit in, man. He was one of us. And he was productive, and he was clutch. And the other thing, and I just got a, uh, a tweet at, at WEI Hacksaw from somebody you know, talking about Xander Bogart's lack of power this year. Yeah, he did have a lack of power. So did J.D. Martinez, and so did Rafi Devers. And you know why? Because he took that big bat of Kyle Schwarber's out of the lineup. Martinez was never the same all year. Martinez had no power all year. Xander's power was down. Rafi's power was down. Don't you think having no Kyle Schwarber in that lineup made an impact on that? I sure do. 617-779-7937. Kyle Schwarber was bad enough. Not fortifying the bullpen in the offseason, bad enough. Not getting a first baseman in the offseason or well before the trade deadline last year. Watching Bobby Dahlbeck strike out every night. and Franchi Cordero strike out every night. Bad enough. Getting into the season and having no negotiations with Xander Bogarts, bad enough. Not taking care of business with Xander Bogarts before the winter meetings, bad enough. But to get your back against the wall in free agency, in the open market, with a perennial all-star at 29 years old, with still years in his prime, in a free agent market where everyone overpays for talent like a guy like Bogarts. And the report from Julian McWilliams at The Globe is that Bloom looked like a ghost and he was surprised? What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It tells me he's not ready for the job. That's what it tells me. It tells me that he's an incomplete general manager. It tells me that he has a certain way of thinking. And it's not the thinking, the mindset that you need in Boston when you're leading the Red Sox. So he's panicking a little bit. He's doing half of this and half of that. And the result is... The most recent evidence is 78 and 84, last place, 21 games behind first place, one year removed 
from being in the ALCS the year before. One year removed from that and just four years removed from a 2018 World Series core that only has one of your non-pitchers on it, and that's Rafael Devers. And guess what? He's coming up for free agency too. (laughs) And he just lost his big brother, his best buddy on the team, the guy he looks up to, the guy who set the whole precedent for how to be a Red Sox, how to act on the field, how to act off, how to represent the brand, how to play the game the right way, how to address the media and the fan base the right way, how to hold yourself like a gentleman, how to play the game the right way, how to be productive, how to be amongst the best in your field. And they just let them walk. And they're surprised. In every tether to, to Rafi's success as a young man in the MLB, Yep, all gone. Yeah. All gone. They're all gone. He's the last remaining position player, which is insane. And I, I'm 25. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a young baseball fan. That's a unicorn for the Red Sox. Yeah. They, they should do everything they want to try yeah. and keep someone like me around. Yeah. But it's just like every every instinct that they have is just to not do that. Yeah. And it's baffling. I don't get it. Why? What do you need? To, what more do you need to see? What more? How it? How do we get to this point with 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 Xander Bogarts? At twenty five, he had already won you two world, been part of two World Series championship teams. In eighteen, a huge part of that, had really hit his stride in sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. What else did you need to see? How did you get to this point? Look at, I wouldn't assign Xander Bogarts for eleven years, two hundred eighty million either. I I might not wanted to even go to two hundred million. My point is this. You shouldn't have been in this position. It's all about positioning, knowing the market, understanding the market, and more importantly, he's your player. You scouted him. You drafted him. You nurtured him. You developed him. You watched him blossom before your eyes, and you missed it. What does that say to everyone in the farm system? Right. What does it say, what does it say to all the free agents out there? Do they want to come to Boston? Do the free agents want to come to Boston now? If I'm a free agent, I'm on the open market, and I'm looking at the contending teams. I'm looking at the Boston Red Sox coming off a year 78 and 84, 21 games out of first, in last place in a division where the Yankees are dominant, the Rays are competitive, the Blue Jays are getting better every year, and guess what? The Baltimore Orioles are getting better. They're all getting better. Adley Rushman? Yeah. He, what a they're, what a specimen of a baseball player exactly. he is, and they're going to pay him because they do that. But here's my point. Add it all up. Okay, you finished in the last 21 games up, under 500, in a division that's getting better and better. I'm looking to win as a free agent. I'm looking to compete. I'm looking to get mine. So let's talk about the get mine stuff. We know the competition isn't there. How about the get mine? You let Xander Bogarts walk? <laughs> you know what I mean? How does this become a destination now that free agents want to come to? The Red Sox find themselves in the same position now that the Patriots are in. The Patriots used to be the destination. I want to go play for Belichick and play with Brady. Not so much. The Patriots put themselves in a position two years ago where they had to spend crazy money to get what we now know is mediocre talent, other than Matthew Judon. But Matthew Judon kind of right now seems like a guy who can play nine or ten games a year, not 17. Calls are lined up. We'll start with Mike and Newton and Steven Centerfield. When we break, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to trend, and then more of your anger after this. 
All right, welcome back, Sports Radio WEI. It's late night Friday night with Jim Hackett, and we are doing a lot of Sox talk. Your calls lined up 617 779 7937 as we're one day removed from the aftermath of Xander Bogarts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Signing with the San Diego Padres, 11 years, $288 million, which is an absurd contract. But the problem is, why did it get to that point? What didn't you see three, four, five years ago to make a long-term deal? That's the question. Let's see what uh, Mike and Newton thinks on the Red Sox. Mike, good evening. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Actually, I'm pissed. I'm pissed at the well, Red Sox. I don't think you – yeah, I, I think you're pissed like me. Uh, exactly. It's a, tell, tell me where you stand, Mike. Well, the thing is, I'm going to say, like, the, so the Red Sox, just your season ticket holder, right? They just yeah. raised ticket prices. Yeah, 23 so years a season it's, it's, ticket holder. 23 right, years. Right, so, so let me, I want to just talk about that and, and what the Red Sox did and then make a comparison to the Patriots. Go for it. The, the thing that the Patriots, well, never mind the Patriots right now, the Red Sox, they, they failed to sign Xander Bogarts. They had him under contract for years. Yep. They they chose they chose they made a conscious decision to let him go to free agency. Yep. All right. They made a conscious decision after that to raise ticket prices. Yep. Now, like, has anyone interviewed John Henry or Tom Warner? I think that people people are trying, Mike. I don't think you can right, find. Well, them. Don't make themselves available. No. Well, they well they need to make themselves available. I agree. They need to make themselves. This is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? You just let one of the most popular players in Red Sox franchise history. An accomplished, accomplished player. A, a, accomplished, great guy. Yep. He was courteous to the media. He was nice to the fans. Yep. 
He did everything right. As I mean, a winner. He, I mean, yep. He, he's a winner. He, he, and he led in, uh, you know, several offensive categories, and they just let him go. The only way, I, I think the Reds, they must be scrambling right now because I think the only thing that could even possibly satisfy the fans right now is to get Carlos Correa, who opted out of his contract with Minnesota. Yeah. And he's, you know, like 28. And, you know, we know him because we've played him in the playoffs and everything. I, I, if they don't get him, then the off season is a, is a total farce. It's two off seasons right in a now. row, Mike. Come in. They, they they were in the ALCS last year. It's two off seasons in a row. And like, how long have we sung this well, song? How long well, have we yeah, sung this song? Lucky. You know, they got lucky last year. They got lucky last year with Schwarber. Listen, I, I don't. I don't blame. I, and I, listen, the way they spent, I don't actually blame uh, John Henry or Warner for being a little bit gun shy with the contracts because they totally blew yep. the panda, the sale. I mean, you know, I, I don't know why they signed sale. I mean, sale was broken down every year. He never finished a season. Terrible sign. And then they decide to reward him with a, a, a big contract similar to the Bruins after they won the cup in 2011. Just like reward all these guys that don't need to be rewarded. They yep. just want, you know, yep. so then the comparison I'll make to the, uh, the Patriots gym is, Warner's totally out of. I mean, Tom Warner may not be out of touch. I think he's a great guy, actually. But John Henry seems to be totally out of the loop. I don't know what. The, I, this don't guy seems, I, mean, I don't think he cares anymore. I don't think he cares anymore. I think he went to bed at seven o'clock tonight. <laughs> that, that guy is so out of touch with reality in the, in the fandom. In this, he, he just he's just totally out of touch. He's got his eyes. We had to we had to cut. <laughs> he has to go into the swear jar. Mike and Newton has to put some money into Greg Hill's uh, Greg Hill Foundation swear jar. But yeah, no, I I agree with pretty much everything Mike was saying. You know, we're going to get to other calls. I hang in there. You've been hanging on for a while. I will get to you guys. But I wanted to say something. You know, he mentioned <clears throat> some of the signings. Now, after the Dombrowski era, you know, they were at the luxury tax. I get it. I don't need the Red Sox to be even second in payroll. I just want you to be top five, which is where they are. But deploy your resources correctly. And that's a new problem. They're not getting the right guys. Now, Mike brought up something with John Henry being asleep at the switch or not caring. And you mentioned Tom Werner. You know, one thing that drives me crazy about the Red Sox brass and has for a really long time is they're not consistent. You know, like in the military, the colonel needs to parrot the general. The major needs to parrot the colonel. The lieutenant needs to parrot the major. The captain needs to parrot the lieutenant and down the line. I might have flip-flopped the lieutenant and the captain there, but you hear what I'm saying, all the way down to the private. With the Red Sox, you can always tell who's got the influence, right? In 2012, Bobby Valentine was a Lucchino deal, okay? After they lowballed Lester, they overreacted, and they signed Hanlon Ramirez to too much money, and they signed Pablo the Hutt to too much money. And then Carl Crawford as well. Yeah, well, that, that pre- that's, yeah, that's, that's a little that's earlier. That's Valentine. That's yeah. earlier. That's before Valentine, right? And then, you know, Dombrowski had the price deal, and then the, the lowballing of Lester is a Charrington, but under John Henry's words, like we're not going to overpay for pitchers over their 30s. And then this with Bogarts and Betts, it stinks of Henry. So what I'm saying is if you look at, you know, the last 10 years of this ownership, it's inconsistent. It's all over the place, and you can smell it. I know what a Warner signing is. A Warner signing is when, like, oh, geez, we're really we're, we're, we're worried about the fans. We lost Xander. We better go overspend on some stiff that isn't worth it. And Henry's the one who puts you in the, in the, in the crosshairs with the fans because he doesn't – 
he doesn't d- employ his general managers to to keep and and nurture their homegrown talent. He lowballs everybody. So, you know, they're all over the board, and this is why they get themselves in a mess. And Mike and Newton just said they're probably going to go out and get Carlos Correa now, but do you think they're going to overpay for him? They probably will. Whereas four years ago, if they just signed Xander Bogarts to a seven to a ten-year contract four or five years ago, you'd have had him through his prime. You would have had him at a discount. So you think the pendulum's going to swing and they are going to go for Correa? They have to. I don't know. I they mean, might Dansby not. Swanson is still out there. Well, okay, but they, either way, whoever they go for, like 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 story last year, they're going to overpay. True. They don't nurture their own talent. They invest all this time in developing these guys, and they get them right to the brink of their prime, and they let them go. Let's see what Steve in Centerville thinks. Steve, good evening. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for taking my call. So, a couple calling. of things. One, yeah, one way I look at this is if they don't sign Correa or somebody of that magnitude, then we need to start heading for the exits. And yeah. I apologize that you have a um, season ticket and you've been there for a number of years. I don't want to renew, Steve. Well, I I wouldn't because basically the only the only language these folks understand is the language of money. Yep. Uh, and so I think for fans, show us something or we're gone. I mean, I'm not a season ticket holder. I probably spend you know four to six hundred bucks a year on tickets. I listen to all the games. I'm not in anymore. Yeah. You're 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 spot on with what happened with Xander. This mistake didn't happen two to three months ago. This happened last year. Yeah, beyond that, Steve. You look, yeah. at it, yep. you look at it, you're like, story. Look at the paid story. It just doesn't make any sense. No. There's no, as you say, there's no consistency. My sense is that Henry is preparing. He's not really into it, and he's actually going to sell the team in two to three years. Mm. And brought on Hein Bloom with this idea of let's get as much value as we can and let's put ourselves in a position where we're going to maximize the value of this team in a few years. That's my sense, but I just don't think that Hein Bloom has, has worked out. No. And so this is going to break apart. I think the major fissure is going to be with Cora, that Cora mm. is going to basically say, I'm out of here, or I want to have more control. And so I think something's going to break in the next you know, three to six months. But I think the main thing for us to look at is, do they sign anybody? Or do, we, or do they take us into February with this kind of hodgepodge of a, of a roster? You know, with a couple of interesting guys, obviously the signing of, of, of the relief pitcher there, I can't think of his name, and, and Yoshida. Ken, Kensley Jansen. Yeah, Jansen and, and Yoshida. This is interesting stuff, right? Yep. But they didn't sign Bogarts. No. And they seem no closer to Devers. And, you know, as you say, this is a big market. We should be a, you know, we should be at least a top five salary team. This yeah. is the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. No, it's but good. This ownership yeah. group, they're interested in probably getting an NBA franchise down the road. I just don't see Henry in it for the long term, and I think it's starting to show. No, good stuff, Steve. I appreciate it. That's a great call. He brought up a lot of interesting points, you know, in terms of, you know, John Henry and, and Warner may be positioning at some point the whole idea of bringing a guy like Hyam Bloom, who learned at the hip of Andrew Friedman, which is, a, you know, the best of the budgeters in baseball history, maybe, right there with Billy Bean in Tampa Bay. 
And that could be right, but he, but, but Stephen Centerville said something interesting there. He said, you know, to be able to get value back when you're getting rid of the assets, and that's exactly what Bloom hasn't done. He hasn't gotten any value. The best player that he's gotten in a trade is Alex Verdugo, who's a 270 hitter, who I like. Alex Verdugo's clutch. He's been clutch against the Yankees. But, you know, he's part of a three-headed monster in a yield that you got back for one of the best players the Red Sox have ever developed with Jeter Downs, who's a pinch runner and a third-string quarter, uh, a third-string catcher, Connor Wong. So, yeah, maybe it's his job to pare the payroll down, move on from the high-end expensive talent, and, and refill the funnel. But he's not refilling the funnel. He's not refilling the funnel well. And he inherited a perfectly painted canvas with the Red Sox. But the best thing I, that Steve in Centerville said that I really liked was about Cora. Where does Alex Cora stand in all this? We saw him last year. You saw him in that 78 and 84 last place, 21 games out of first place you know, season. He was saying all the right things, but he was frustrated, man. That's a guy who he was the engine. He was the face of the Red Sox on that 2018 World Series winning team and beloved, you know. and Smart as can be, too. Smart as can be. Great baseball man. Really a great asset to have. And you bring in a GM who's kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Really wants to focus on value. Clearly not protecting the assets that he inherited, the best players that you have. Betts and Bogarts being at the top of the list. And then, you know, when he does bring in a big-time player like Kyle Schwarber, that was at a value because he was hurt. You know, when he got Eric Hosmer, who's a good ball player, who fills a giant hole at first base that they were fledgling at all year long, that was a value because he was in no man's land, you know, from, from his contract uh, situation. So they pounced, and that, that showed me a little something. But again, look at the string. It's all about value, and like... If you're going to have that Tampa Bay mentality, like, all right, well, did he have any impact there? Because when Tampa Bay used to do this and get rid of their talent, they would refill the funnel really well. Bloom hasn't. So was it all Friedman? Was it somebody else? Did they get the wrong guy from Tampa Bay? Because what I'm looking at is a team that went from World Series champs and 108 and 54 record in 2018 to a guy coming in in 2019, a year later, and that was a down season, okay, coming in. And then three years from there, they're 78 and 84, last place, 21 games out. And you lost Xander Bogarts, and you lost Mookie Betts. You've got hardly anything for him. No offense to Alex Verdugo. I like him. Different ball player. Different, totally different level. He's not an all-star, and he gave away a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, well said. I mean, that's really it. And then, you know, Hunter Renfro. (laughs) He had 30 home runs in 2021. You bring back Jackie Bradley. You know, who was hitting was never strong, significantly diminished at the plate, Jackie Bradley. And you picked up a prospect, you know, in that deal. So, I mean, really, the deals that he's made have not been good. The two free agent signings so far this year look like they're okay. We don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about this guy from Japan. People are excited about it. Very mixed. Very mixed. Very mixed. He's got a good bat. It's everything that Heim likes to find in a player. Yeah. A lot like a Franchi Cordero. 
No, oh, but God. he had. He no, this had guy's nothing like Cordero. Oh, he's five eight, like one hundred sixty you know, pounds. The one thing I like about this kid that I've read is that he doesn't strike out. Yeah, that, that's transferable whether you're playing in Japan, and that's something or, that's missing in the MLB. Yeah, so uh, I, I think they they might my my instincts on him because he doesn't strike out much is he's probably good. Kelly Jansen's okay. I mean, he's he's a legitimate major league closer, but again, not in his prime or you know, a little bit post prime, late prime. You know, not perfect, but okay. And the other kid they signed uh, from the Dodgers, the reliever, he looks okay. But, like, you know, but, again, the inconsistency of the moves and the messages that come from ownership and the inconsistency of action and plan from High and Bloom is really hard to kind of to, to kind of pinpoint what he's trying to do. I think he's half pregnant. I think he wants to break it down. I think Henry wants him to break it down. And I feel like he finally feels he's in a market where he can't. And hence Trevor's story last year, not knowing what he was going to do with Xander and and being worried that he couldn't lose Xander and Devers. So I got to make, so, you know, Trevor's story up, Xander Bogart's down. Like he's all over the map. And again, the sins of last offseason, not fortifying that bullpen, which failed them last year in the playoffs in the ALCS, not addressing first base until the trading deadline of the next season. Letting Kyle Schwarber walk when you desperately needed power. Look what happened. J.D. Martinez got worse. Xander's power went down. Devers' power went down. I think a big part of that is not having Schwarber. I really do. So to me, Bloom has been an abject failure. And John Henry gets a big F too. Because you're bringing in a guy like that whose mentality just doesn't not only match the market, not only match the brand of the Red Sox, not only does it not match the precedent that the Red Sox had set, not only in the last 20 years, pretty much the whole existence of my life, and it, he also didn't match what was needed from the core that he inherited. That was a team to build up from, to build on to, not disassemble. He's completely deconstructed this team. 617-779-7937, the text 37937, they're lighting up. One thing I want to hit before we break is uh, some information that Pete Abraham from the Globe had picked up. And Chris Cotillo of Mass Live tweeted this out the other day. It's a quote from Xander Bogarts. Bogarts said, He's very appreciative and thankful to the Red Sox for his time there. Quote, unquote, it was a great run. This is definitely a different challenge. This team really wants to win, and you can see how close it is. Wow. This team, underline the word this, this team, meaning the San Diego Padres, Wants to win, and you can see how close it is. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. I've been watching the Red Sox since 1976. The Red Sox are the team that has always really wanted to win, and we're always so close. The San Diego Padres have been a nothing burger my entire life. They made a World Series, I think, in 83, around early, you know, early mid-80s, or they made at least an NLCS. They're in Nowheresville, man, but that team's been on the climb for a while. And Xander Bogarts, your starting shortstop since 2014, who's won two World Series with you, said, quote-unquote, about the Padres, this team really wants to win, and you can see how close it is. Can't say the same thing about the Red Sox, can you? And just four years ago, they won the World Series and won 108 regular season games. Wow, what a fall. What a fall. 30 wins less than 2018. They won 78 this past year, 
with Xander Bogarts, and they won 108 in 2018. And, and just spitballing here, would you say San Diego's a big market? No, no, it's a mid-market. Three infielders, just infielders. You got four, for those that don't know baseball, yep. four players in the infield. Three of them are all making over $200 million. Yeah, yeah. They're going for it. They're going for it. And the Red Sox have had every opportunity to go for it. They brought in the wrong guy. No offense to Heim Bloom. Smart guy. Smart when he talks, quick on his feet. Sounds like he has a plan. But what is it with the instincts that aren't apparently there? I cannot believe what I heard from Julian McWilliams at the Globe and the Mego sound that we played. That he was like a ghost and he 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 didn't he couldn't believe that Bogart signed. Dude, you're in the free agent market. This guy has been on your mind for over a year. He should have been on your mind for multiple years before then. How are you surprised? Be anything but surprised. Be anything but surprised in free agency. 32 teams, it takes one. And you're surprised? The fact that he's surprised that Bogarts went somewhere else after the low ball offer last offseason, after having no conversation and negotiation through the season, after allowing him to get to the winter meetings and get to the open market with little conversation, little negotiation, the fact that Bloom's surprised, boy, that scares me more than anything. And I've been scared about this guy coming into this offseason for a really long time. Quick break. Back after this. Sports Radio, WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Being with this team as long as you have, can you envision Xander Bogarts wearing another uniform? No, I can't. It is a heartbreaker. And you know what? Perhaps Sam Kennedy couldn't envision it. And if that's the case, why'd you let him get to free agency? Again, don't get it twisted. I wouldn't have signed him for 11 years, $280 million either. And I'd like to keep it at 25 annual or lower at about five or six years. Tops. But this could have been, you shouldn't have been in this position. And you know, the big thing with the Red Sox and... We've heard the spin, you know, from guys like Sam, who I think are well-intended. I think he believes what he says. I think he means it. But it's not on him. It's, on, it's, it's, it's this weird inconsistency from the top, from ownership, and the way Bloom, Heim Bloom, is and isn't executing his plan. It's just, it's all over the place. And, you know, these are lessons that the Red Sox, no matter who the GM has been, under this ownership group, that there are lessons that I've never learned. And I wrote about this when Mookie Betts got traded, which is this all dates back to John Lester. It really does. The lowballing of John Lester. Now, back then, 
in that offseason after they won the World Series, or it might have been a little bit before, I can't remember exactly the timeline, but John Henry said, we don't want to invest in pitchers for long-term contracts over 30. But boy, he's even proven wrong. You know, some of the greatest horses in the modern era of baseball have been over 30 uh, that are pitching. You Look know? at Verlander. Look at, I mean, unbelievable. You know, so, so, you know, he has been wildly proven wrong on that. But the lowballing of John Lester in February of 2014... I believe they offered him four years at like $69 million, something like that. It was an absurd contract. His market was probably like 5 125 If they had offered him at that point five one hundred five, and landed at five one ten, he probably would have taken it. He ended up going for five one fifty seven to the Cubs. So that there should be a lesson in that. Okay, lesson number one, don't lowball your winning, born, groomed, talent that's yours. John Lester was a Red Sox through and through. Okay, up. We messed that one up. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two is what comes from that mistake? What comes is overspending on people that you shouldn't. Panic mode. Tom Werner, Hanley Ramirez, and then Pablo the Hutt. Two terrible contracts. And that's, you You mentioned Coop, you mentioned Rusny Castillo. That came in that era as well. Okay? So instead of taking care of your own player who you know can do it, who, by the way, won two World Series is here, and lowballing him and not taking care of him, you lose him, you get embarrassed, and then you go out and spend money on a bunch of frauds. Okay? Mistake number one. Now, the guys that they signed, Hanley Ramirez was an in, a, 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 formerly a, a shortstop and an infielder, Pablo an infielder, and Rusny Castillo, who never made it to the show, was an outfielder. So you lost John Lester. You never replaced him. So what do you do? You put yourself in a position where you have to overspend to get David Price, $217 million, and that didn't pay off until the World Series in 18. Thank you very much, David. But it wasn't a pleasant journey. I think we can all agree on that. And it certainly wasn't a pleasant contract. And what does that do? That puts John Henry into, in the mindset of like, all right, I just spent $217 million on this guy. I'm over the luxury tax. I got you your fourth World Series. You won 108 games. Now I need to get out from under this. Well, you wouldn't have had to get out from under it had you not lowballed John Lester in the first place because every series of events that happened after that brought you to this problem. Overpaying Pablo the Hutt, overpaying Hanley Ramirez, overpaying a stiff like Rusny Castillo, overpaying David Price. That's when they got anxious about all the money. Whereas if they just made a reasonable offer to John Lester... This never would have happened, okay? You w- you might not have lost bets because you would have had you would have been more comfortable with making a crazy commitment, close to four hundred million dollars, whatever it would have taken. But again, that's part of the problem. The other part is where's your insight? Where's your insightfulness? Baseball minds, sports personnel, decision makers, people who evaluate talent, need to be bold. They need to have guts. They need to have courage of their convictions. And they need to have insight. You need to be able to look at a player, look at him and forecast, say, hmm, what do I see? When his body body fills out, how much power will be there? When his body fills out, how much speed might he lose? How might that impact his defense? You need to see these things. So my question to Heim Bloom, John Henry, Tom Werner, Brian O'Halloran, all those guys, is what is it that you didn't see 
somewhere between 2016 and 2021 in Xander Bogarts to get him signed before free agency. What is it that you didn't see from Mookie Betts, who in his first week, his first week in the show, he had multiple hit games. You knew right away with that kid. And again, I go back to the 1990s Cleveland Indians, GM John Hart, who focused on developing young players and signing them to long-term contracts before they became eligible for arbitration and free agency. And the list of all-stars that that guy did that with fortified that team to six division titles in a row and two World Series appearances. Cleveland is still a team that does that, too. I yeah. mean, you look at what they that 2016 team that they put together yeah. and brought to the World Series— Lindor, a cornerstone of that team, gone. Yeah. They got bought out. Yep. You had uh, Clevenger, gone. Gone, yep. You had Bauer, not a great guy, and he's had his problems out yep. of the league now, but he was an ace. Yeah. Gone. But Cleveland's a small market. Yeah. It's a it's a middle-sized market, but like, yeah, but it's a good point. But the, the thing is that, that surprises me with all this is, too, like, think about the market you're in now. You know, Scott Boris, does Scott Boris represent everybody, by the way? By the way, Anyone he can get his hands it on. It sure seems like it. Wow, what an empire that guy's built. But, you know, you know he's lingering out there, okay? Again, I said, said this at the top of the show. A baseball player's prime is between 28 and 32 years old, okay? If you want to stretch it a little bit, you could maybe say 27 to 33. But it, my point is, it takes a while to get there. Bogarts, I think, was 20 when we first saw him. You know, that's when is in his really early 20s. Devers, the same. You saw enough with all three of these guys to sign them to long-term contracts well before they ever got to free agency. So you blew it with Betts. You blew it with Bogarts. And I fear there is no track record with Heim Bloom. There's no track record from Heim Bloom and Heim Bloom in combination with John Henry that will show you. There's nothing to show you that they'll do right by Rafael Devers. So where does that leave you? Where does that leave you for 2023 and beyond? How are you feeling, Red Sox fans, going into 2023? I can tell you this. I'm a 23-year season ticket holder, and I don't feel good at all. So I guess we'll see. Lots of work to do by High and Bloom and your Boston Red Sox because this year they were 78-54, and 54, 20 wing, 21 games out of first place in last place, and the Baltimore Orioles have surpassed you. The future is not bright, and you shouldn't wear shades. You know? Not looking good. Not looking good. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. The Bruins, by the way, just tied it up. So there's some good news, <clears throat> there's some good news we can hold our hats on to. And once, once, all this, uh, once all this winter ba- uh, baseball winter meeting stuff passes, we can focus on the Celtics and the Bruins, who are lighting it up here in Boston, which is great. So there's plenty of good news to hold on to, but... The story of the night, the story of the week of the Boston Red Sox and the loss of Xander Bogarts. Thanks for staying with us. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.